0: <laughs>
1: First NFL touchdown for
2: Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slips a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race,
1: and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit. hit immediately. got the handoff, you know and that's it. the <laughs> q Oh, my gosh. Thank you.
3: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And it's time for midweek news and notes So for that we bring in our friend who covers the Jets For northjersey.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez Andy, before we get into what was said during the midweek presser from the players and Robert Sala and everything that we know about the Jets as it stands right now. Let's talk about some big news that happened on the other side of the ledger for the matchup this weekend between the Jets and the Broncos in Denver. Bradley Chubb, one of the better edge rushers in the league, who has certainly made an impact with the Denver Broncos, expected to miss six to eight weeks, so the Jets catch a big break here.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the Broncos defense is still a very tough one, but it's big for the Jets because, you know, they don't have Makai Becton right now, um, and Chubb really probably could have exploited that and made life pretty tough on on Zach Wilson. So the fact that he doesn't have to deal with that makes it easier. It's not going to be easy. He's still playing one of the best defenses in the league, and and, you know, it's kind of been what it's been like for him early on here. He hasn't had any really easy games against easy defenses. It's not going to be an easy game, but this does make it a little bit easier, and and it will almost certainly lead to him taking less punishment. So that cannot be a bad thing for the Jets and for Zach Wilson.
3: As you said, the Jets will not have Makai Becton. Some news on that. We knew that he was out four to eight weeks with surgery. The surgery has been completed, Becton says, that he feels very good about it, posted a picture on his Instagram. So encouraging signs there.
4: Yeah. Um, I'm guessing we don't know the specifics on the procedure, but I'm guessing it was a knee scope and, um, you can come back quickly from those. The jets are saying a minimum of 48 weeks. So we could see him back a month from now. We could see him back two months from now. We we don't really know at this point. We just know we're not going to see him in the next four weeks. Um, And really, at this point, it would probably be closer to three weeks because they said four weeks uh, a week ago. So I don't even really know how that timetable works, but you're about a month away from probably seeing him get back on the field in some capacity and probably a little bit longer. But, again, it's a good situation because the way that injury looked in Charlotte, it looked like we weren't going to be seeing Mackay Beckman again this season. So um, he's going to probably be back out there at some point. probably going to be an adjustment period for him uh, after missing the time. But that will be good news for the Jets when it does happen eventually.
3: More injury news that Robert Sala spoke about today before practice. He talked about some other things, too. Actually had some interesting things to unveil today. What did he say about Jamison Crowder? I know that there's some news involving John Franklin Myers, a couple of other things, obviously involving Zach Wilson. What did Salah talk about in his presser with you guys?
4: Yeah, I'll start with the injuries because you know, that was the most newsworthy thing out of the press conference. And we'll start with Zach Wilson because he is the quarterback and the most important player on the Jets. He's going to be listed on the injury report with a groin issue. Robert Salah said that it's not a major concern. It's not really any concern moving forward. The plan was for him to practice fully today. We still haven't gotten the injury report, so we don't know... 100% that he did, but he was out there for warm-ups, uh, didn't look to be having any issues. So it's just something that he woke up with a day or two ago, and because he got treatment on it in the uh, in the training room, he has to be on the injury report, but he does not expect it to be an issue or to cost him any flying time, but it is something to, to monitor moving forward. Also, John Franklin Myers did not practice today. He has a calf injury. Uh, Robert Sala said that it's not a concern for Sunday. It looks like they're just trying to get him some rest uh, to, to help him get better uh, as it gets closer to game day. Franklin Myers said he felt fine after practice today. So, uh, you know, again, something to monitor, but but as of now probably not something that's going to put his status in question moving forward. And then Jameson Crowder, Tala said that the plan is to get him back on the field this week, but he was not – Uh, on the field for practice today he was off to the side with the injured players working with them I don't know what that means in terms of his status for Sunday might just be trying to get him some rest but clearly his status is up in the air with that groin injury that that kept him out week two after he missed week one being on the COVID list so uh, those were the, the main ones that we know about. We, we're not sure if anything happened in practice yet, but that's the injury situation for the Jets. Um, nothing too serious to worry about, but a few things to monitor.
3: And beyond that, Salah had some interesting stories, talked about some advice his mother gave him about football, of all things, and then also talked about what it's been like so far to be a first-year head coach.
4: Yeah, well, he was asked about how he thinks he's doing so far, and he said, you know, there's stuff that he can clean up on, but he thinks he's done a pretty good job managing everything, at, you know, moving over from the defensive coordinator position to the head coach for the first time. But he also noted that he hasn't really been, been challenged a lot. Uh, like, he hasn't had op- many opportunities to challenge. He tried to challenge that one play, he kind of joked about that. Uh, the, the fumble early in, in week two that, It seemed like a bad call against the Jets, but it wasn't challengeable because of the poor progress uh, ruling on the field. And then he was asked about, you know, making this transition into the chair. He probably, when he was a coach, he had feelings about when he was a defensive coordinator, he had feelings about things that he would have done differently than the head coach. And and now he actually gets to do it. So what is that like? And, and, And he said, he sighed and made it took a long pause and started smiling and said, my mom's probably going to kill me, uh, God bless her. But, you know, she doesn't know much about football. She speaks broken English, and then she's sitting here on the phone giving me advice on how to coach up the receivers. Um, and then he laughed about that, and he didn't say exactly what she advice she gave about coaching up the receivers. He said he was probably a little, uh, you know, animated or agitated at the time and, and wasn't paying as much of attention as he should have been, but he said it's, you know, it's good to get advice uh, from anywhere you can get it. And he's always looking for ways that he can get better and learn. And, and he does listen to people when they give him advice, but um, it's just funny. Everyone thinks they have, everyone's got an opinion is what he said. Uh, and, and apparently even mom.
3: Good to know that Robert Sell is open to advice even when it's coming from his own mother One thing that we forgot to talk about Andy that's big time news in Jets world Is the fact that Sheldrick Redwine or as I like to call him Red Red Wine, He will not be staying close to me now because he is gone By the way if you have no idea what I'm talking about right now You should Google the song Red, Red Wine by UB40. Trust me, really good song. You can check out the lyrics too. Delshawn Phillips promoted to the active roster in his place. And then also B.J. Goodson placed on the retired reserve list. That didn't last long. And the Jets have protected both linebacker Noah Dawkins and quarterback Josh Johnson on the practice squad this week.
4: Yeah, the Jets have clearly settled on Adrian Colbert at Safety, I think he played all but one or two snaps the other day alongside Marcus May. Um, And then at linebacker, they're going with Quincy Williams. Uh, He played most of the snaps, all but about 17 or or 20, alongside T.J. Mosley the other day. So for now, that that seems to be the direction they're going in, and, and that's probably the reason for some of
1: those moves
4: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
3: Andy, you've got an article up right now at NorthJersey.com. And as I like to tell people, for only 99 cents, and that's for six months, that's not 99 cents a month. 99 cents for six months, 15 cents a month. You can read not only everything that Andy writes, the stuff that's behind the paywall included, but also everything sports-related and local journalism. It's all there, just 15 cents a month. So sign up now. I did. You should, too. You've got a great article up about the stock reports currently for the Jets' main rookies. You've got seven of them up right now, and then you have stock up, stock down for each of them. Let's start with Both Michael Carter's, Michael Carter II, the slot corner, and Michael Carter, the running back, both of them trending upwards, and it's easy to see why. Michael Carter II has played very well in the slot, and we saw what Michael Carter did in his second week. Wasn't as effective week one, but in week two, when he had more push from the offensive line, really made those yards count, fought for every single yard. He's a real gamer, so the Jets are looking good with this two Michael Carter strategies so far.
4: Yeah, both of those guys have been really impressive early with Michael Carter, the running back. Robert Sala said that he was electric on Sunday, and I think we saw what he could do with making guys miss. We saw him get involved in the passing game. We saw the shiftiness and and the agility and the speed. It it was pretty impressive, and he's obviously a compact guy with a dynamic skill set, and this is what the Jets imagined when they drafted him, And, and this is why... Robert Salah said they were so excited that he was still on the board in the fourth round because they didn't think he would be. So he definitely uh, can be a big time weapon for the Dolphins. I think he led the Jets in, in total yards from scrimmage the other day. And and that was impressive for him. And then with Michael Carter, the cornerback, I mean he's just been really solid. I think right now he's leading the NFL with with for guys who have been targeted more than five times in terms of yards for completion, somewhere in the, in the 4.9, 5.0 range. He's also uh, you know, very high up, top 10, top 15 in the NFL for qualifying guys in, in yards per target. Uh, he's just been very effective. I think he's been tested a lot, but he hasn't really given up much, and, and that's what you want to see. He's a big reason that this young cornerback group has been so – Solid start of the season So unexpectedly solid
3: Next on the list Elijah Moore Who was very quiet week one In fact had negative three yards But in week number two Much better So he gets a stock up
4: Yeah I mean He wasn't great But it would be hard to Trend down after that <laughs> Performance in Carolina Because he just didn't do much So um, he Actually we talked to him today And he said That he couldn't really explain why he played so poorly in Carolina. It was just, it was a feel thing. I think it was nerves, basically. Uh, He didn't want to come right out and say it, but it sounded like, you know, there was just some nerves and some excitement or or difficulty managing all, all, everything that comes with with making your first NFL start. And he said he would, you know, he learned from it and then was able to apply that in week two. And he says every time he's out there getting more, more reps he's going to continue to learn and continue to get better so it's still it's still so early in his development and it's way too early to draw any conclusions but the fact that we saw him get involved in the way that he did on Sunday and make contributions it's not where the Jets want him to be yet but it's a step in the right direction.
3: Brandon Echols, who has been very good so far as a starting cornerback, hasn't been perfect. In fact, in your article, you talked about the fact that he had an opportunity to stuff Damian Harris at the line of scrimmage on his touchdown run, but couldn't. That said, for a guy who is a late-round draft pick starting from day one at a very important position, boundary corner, stock up. There's no other way to say it.
4: No, he's been very good as well. Um, And again, this is a surprise. Nobody really expected the Jets to have a competent quarterback quarterback group, and and Robert Sala took a lot of heat for that before the season. They've come out and looked really good the first two games, and Echols has been a big reason why. I mean, he's getting tested as well. I think he's only allowed one completion, um, or or maybe a few more, but but definitely uh, doing a good job when he gets tested deep. He hasn't been beat for anything big. He's he's allowing a little bit more per target and per, and per completion than Michael Carter's second, but that's to be expected because he's on the outside. Um, he's been really solid. He could be a little bit better in the run game, like I pointed out, but that's nitpicking. Uh, he's a rookie. He's a sixth round pick, and he's playing at at probably an above average level right now among other NFL qu- quarterback cornerbacks, and. You cannot ask for much more than that. So, yeah, I I, I would say he's trending up and, and just needs to keep building on what he's done so far.
3: Elijah Vera Tucker had a really nice game against the Patriots. Pretty solid in pass protection, but absolutely dominant as a run blocker. And if you want video evidence of this, Luke Grant put up a video with the all 22 footage breaking down how good Elijah Vera Tucker was in the run game on Sunday against the Patriots stock up in a big way for the blue chip rookie out of USC.
4: Yeah, he, he had a rough week one. And again, that was to be expected because he didn't play in the preseason at all. And he missed a bunch of training camp with that injury. So he looked much better in pass protection throughout Sunday's game. Um, and he, yeah, he was a beast in, in the run game. I mean, just all the different things they're asking him to do, he does he did them very well. He, he created a lot of space. And um, it's kind of a shame that Makai Becton isn't out there because it would be something to see those two guys run blocking next to each other. But it's also a huge help to have Vera Tucker, a guy who can has the skill set to make that kind of impact, I think he's going to help out the Jets' run game in a big way, and I think he was a big reason for the success that you saw in the run game on Sunday against the Patriots.
3: Hamza Nasruddin, the sixth-round rookie out of Florida State, somebody that we've all had very high hopes for. He was potentially a first- or second-round pick before he had that injury, and then his stock dropped because of it, and the Jets, we felt, were able to get a big bargain. He's a starter from day one. Wasn't that great this past week? Had a major reduction in snaps by about 50%. A lot of that due to scheme because the Patriots and the Panthers are two teams that you defend differently. But still, he did not have a good day. Unfortunately, stock down right now for Hamza Dean. But that's not the end of the story. We've still got 15 games left to go. And I'm confident that if given the opportunity, if he stays healthy, he'll turn it around.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's he's a rookie. He's going to have there's going to be up and down games and, and he didn't have a ton of opportunities out there. I think he was 17 or 19 snaps, something in that range after playing around 40 week one or or close to 40. He he was poorly graded uh, by the various analytical sites who looked at the game. I don't remember. And in watching back over the game, the first time I haven't done a second time yet, he didn't stand out to me. I'm guessing he, he may have had some struggles against the run and in coverage, um, but there really weren't a ton of opportunities for him with that with that limited snap count uh, and and with Michael Carter, the second in the game, so many times at slot corner. Uh, he just didn't get a, a big opportunity. He didn't do well with the opportunity he got, so no reason for alarm. He's still super talented, still has a ton of upside, and I would expect him to bounce back. The next time he gets on the field in a meaningful
3: way Last but certainly not least Zach Wilson We all know the story here stock down big time But again, very early in the season this Doesn't mean that Wilson's any kind of lost cause for the year it Just means he had a really bad day Against the Patriots
4: Yeah, it was a really, it was a really bad day And I, I wrote another piece on Wilson yesterday That you should check out at NorthJersey.com uh, About kind of like what all of this means and and why, you know, his teammates and coaches are really optimistic that he's going to bounce back. And and understandably, I mean, he's had the right mindset throughout this. He doesn't seem to be down on himself or anything. And and there's, you know, historical precedents Like guys have had really bad starts to their career and still been fine. I mean, Peyton Manning, and I referenced this in the story. And of course, Peyton Manning is a different style of a quarterback playing in a different era you know, it's it's not a perfect comparison or even a great comparison, but it's just to show precedent. Peyton Manning threw like six interceptions at one touchdown in his first two games. I think he was at like 14 interceptions and six touchdowns through five games before throwing, you know, 20 touchdowns and 14 interceptions in the final 11 games of the season. So having a bad start like this is not the end of the world, but also, on the other side of it, I, I look back at guys in their first career games, their first two career games, and you know, only fit, Wilson became only the 15th one of them to throw four interceptions in, in his first two career starts since 1970. None, none of nobody from that group has made it to the Hall of Fame. There's only been one multiple Pro Bowler. It's Randall Cunningham, and and only a couple quarterbacks who turned out respectable careers uh one being Jake Colom and another being Jeff George so it, it's it's a it was bad I mean that, that just tells you how bad it was there's not a lot of guys out there who have thrown four interceptions in, in their first couple games of their career uh But it doesn't mean that he can't overcome it. It doesn't mean it can't be overcome. It just means just trying to put it in context for what it is. Uh, And it's not going to be easy for him. But it it doesn't define him. Anybody saying that he's a bust or anybody saying that he's going to be fine, they don't know. It's just going to take time. We're going to have to ride it out and and be patient and, and see what happens.
3: Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the midweek news with me. Really appreciate it. Glad you could fit me into your schedule. You are busy as heck this week, and you've got a flight to Denver coming up for the game it's going to be at 4 o'clock East Coast time on Sunday between the Jets and the Denver Broncos. Lots of stuff being written by you right now that is going to be up at NorthJersey.com. So for those that take advantage of that fantastic 99 cents for six months deal, what are they going to get from you this week?
4: Yeah, on Thursday morning I will have a look at the Broncos and some of the matchups the Jets are going to face in that game. What makes that defense so difficult? Uh, we'll also have a prediction and, and a breakdown of the entire game coming up on Friday morning. Uh, also, a deeper look into Zach Wilson and, and how he can bounce back from that coming on Friday morning, and obviously the news of, of the days moving forward. So, a lot, a lot to uh, get done, and a lot to preview before the Jets face the Broncos and, and I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be interesting. It's obviously a huge challenge for the Jets and it's it's a big spot for the Broncos. We're 2-0 uh, opening their their home schedule so it should be a pretty loud, uh, emotional atmosphere up in the Mile High City on Sunday afternoon. So I'm looking forward to being there and and, and, uh, and providing all the coverage from there. So definitely keep it locked to NorthJersey.com and, and check out all my work And subscribe if you get the chance. I would really appreciate
3: it. Make sure that you take advantage of that fantastic deal. 99 cents for six months of coverage at NorthJersey.com. Read Andy's work and follow him on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez. And check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. Like I said, great videos up right now, courtesy of the Thunder from down under, Luke Grant. One of them I mentioned before was the Elijah Vera Tucker video showing what a monster he was in the run game against the Patriots. And he's going to have a bunch of others that are going to be coming out over the next couple of days. I know that he's doing a video on the two Michael Carters. He's doing one on Bryce Hall and how well he's been doing so far. So watch the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't done so already. And... Make sure to you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest of New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's PlayLikeAJetDigital and PlayLikeAJet.com.